listener production. Do you try and protect your kids from the tough things you're going through? Our job isn't necessarily to protect them from the hardship, but to give them the experiences that show them that they can handle hard things and we can handle hard things with them. We can lead them through. Today on Feed, Play, Love, what to say when children ask hard questions. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. As parents, our instinct can be to shelter our children from the hard things that we might think of as adult problems, things like financial worries, illness, relationship difficulties. But whether we realise it or not, our children pick up on these things. They're like little sponges. So how can we include them in these conversations? And how do we know how much to share? Karen Young is a parenting educator and author. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. As an adult, I think that I'm pretty good at keeping my feelings to myself when I'm going through an upsetting time. But even though I think I'm very clever, what are some of the signs that my child is picking up on my emotions and I'm not as clever as I might think I am? Yeah, that's a really good question. So they'll be asking more questions than usual. So it might be, are you okay? They might ask around it. So they're asking, watch for their asking. Their curiosity is peaked a bit in what might be going on. The behavioural things we might see, they might be uh, quick in a temper. They might uh, flare up more then the situation would ordinarily justify. So little things become big things. We might also see that they just burst into tears more often uh, because their stress tanks are full. We might also see a change in their sleeping habits. So kids who might have found it easier to fall asleep or stay asleep through the night, they might find that they're taking longer to fall asleep. They're waking up more during the night. They might also be clingier. So kids who ordinarily were okay to separate from you, um, might want to stay closer to you more often. They're just a few other things we might see. So how do we determine as an adult if we're dealing with something that is big for us? Like it could be financial difficulties for the family. It could be a sick relative, like all really big, heavy things for an adult to carry. How do we work out the right amount to share with our child so that we're not scaring them? It all comes back to their felt sense of safety, how safe they feel. So what we want to do is try and balance it with giving them enough information so they don't have to fill it with their own stories or they don't have to guess. And the unknown things can be really scary for kids because they'll put their own stories into it. Well, if mum's not telling us or if dad's not telling us what's going on, it must be really big stuff that they can't handle or that they're worried about. We want to balance it with giving them enough information to help them feel safe, but not so much that they can't handle it. We don't want them to feel responsible for how we feel. So ask them questions, ask if there's anything they might want to ask us. You you might have noticed there's something going on. Do you want to ask me anything? You can ask me anything you like. Nothing's off limits. Um, And we give them just what they need to feel okay. When we give them the information, we want to cap that with making sure they feel safe enough with us. So it might be something like, you know, this is big and uh, and I'm a bit sad about what's happening to granddad 
and I know we're going to be okay. I know we're going to get through this. I know that we are going to, we're all going to be okay, I promise you. So we want to come at it from a position of strength. Something I find quite challenging is how do you reassure a child and answer them in the right way? I'm always thinking, oh no, I went too far then. I gave them too much information in my attempt to be honest and not hide things, I can think, oh, did I go too far there? I mean, are you able to give us some guidance on, let's say, for example, you are going through a really difficult financial spot and, you know, it's hard to pay for things every week and it's a bit stressful for you and you and your partner are fighting. How would you express that to a child that's, say, five or six? Yeah, So first of all, name what they've probably noticed. So name the changes. You probably noticed that we're not doing as much um, as we used to, or you might have noticed that mummy and daddy, we've been yelling at each other and we've been speaking too loudly to each other and getting rousy and shouty at each other. I want you to know that we're really working on that. I also want you to know that we're going to get through this. I understand you might feel scared by our shouting it depends what the issue is by our shouting or you might have noticed and you're disappointed it's I I know that you're disappointed that we aren't able to do the things that we normally do whatever they're feeling we want to validate it you don't need to fix it so let go of an agenda of needing to change how they feel so name what they're probably feeling whether it's disappointment whether it's fear whether it's anxiety whether it's sadness whatever it is and then what we want to do is come in and um and give them uh, with a position of leadership. So I know this feels scary or I know this is disappointing and my darling, I know we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. It's going to be tricky for a little while and I promise you we are going to get through this. It doesn't mean you're going to get through it well, so you're not promising everything's going to go back to normal or everything's going to be okay. What you're saying is we're going to handle this and I'm going to make sure that I handle this enough for all of it. So we want to validate and then express confidence in your capacity to lead them through. What would you say to the parent listening to this thinking, oh, no, it's, it's my job to be strong and stoic enough that they don't know we're going through financial hardship or they don't know that I'm sad. I am just going to stride my way through this, being the protective and confident one, and they're not going to feel any of this. And then we'll be on the other side and they'll be okay what's wrong with that scenario? I'm assuming there's something wrong with that scenario. What is it? There's a couple of things. The first is we might think they haven't noticed. They've probably noticed something. So if we don't speak to that, that's going to be scarier because they're going to fill it in with their own stories. And it's that story which is going to drive very big feelings around it. The other thing I would say to that, it is not our job to protect them from all the hardship of the world. We think we can protect them for a little while, but ultimately... They're going to be going through their stuff. So this is how we kind of work their resiliency muscle. And I I know I wish we didn't have to. I wish we could protect (laughs) them from all the things, but it's it's just not realistic. What our job is as parents is to give them these little experiences that show them they can handle the hard things. They can handle being sad. They can handle being scared. They can handle when things don't go to plan or when things are different to to what's expected. The, the way we introduce them to that and the way we give them little doses is by giving them just enough information 
about what might be going on and then saying, and we're going to handle this. The problem with not talking about it is they feel alone. So they're walking around going, well, I'm noticing something's happening. Something's going on with mom or dad or grandma or granddad. Nobody's talking to me about it. They feel alone in it. Um, so we need to collect them um, by giving them just enough information and then letting them know that we're going to handle this with them. This might sound like a silly question, but is there a right time to have these conversations? And I'm asking this as a busy mum who often finds that I'm having some of the trickier conversations right before my kid's about to go to bed. And I, I don't like going to bed with those big thoughts and feelings on top of me. So is there a right time to do it? The right time is when you're calm and they're calm. We want them to feel as connected to us as they can because that's going to maximise their feelings of safety from the start, especially if we're delivering some hard news. So it might be taking them to the park and we're, we're playing with them, going for a walk with the dog, talking to them about side by side in the car can be helpful um, if they, it, it can help them feel less threatened, especially if we're asking them about how they feel or what they might need to know. Um, older kids, sometimes before bed is when they're more open to talking and I'm talking about adolescence here. So it, it depends on their age. I would avoid bedtime for younger children because that's just going to wake them up and they're separated from you during the night. So that's going to feel scary. But older children, um, when it's when they're settled and relaxed and that might be when we can come and sit on their bed and say, Hey, do you need a, do you want to talk to me about what's happening here? So we kind of judge it by that. But when they're feeling connected is when I would say, and we're, we're all calm. And do you have any advice for parents about what to do after the big conversation? So I know that I've, I've had a big conversation with my daughter recently, and I felt like I had just lowered a big pile of steaming poo on top of her. <laughs> And, you know, we did all the things, we talked about it, I, I reassured her what she was feeling was normal, but it was a big thing for her to carry. And uh, I'm wondering what your advice would be for parents once they've had the initial conversation, how do we stay on top of however that's going to manifest for that child? You know, how is it going to turn up in their life? What do we need to be aware of? post the first conversation? So watch any of the changes that we talked about earlier in terms of their sleep, if they're pulling away from the family a little bit. The other thing I would say is this is never just one conversation. So the big stuff is that it's not like we deliver the news and then our job's done. We deliver the news, but then there are lots of little uh, conversations that are going to come in afterwards. Just keep checking in on them. We don't necessarily want to smother them with our checking, but just notice. And if you notice something, if you notice they seem to be thoughtful or thinking about it, say to them, do you want to talk to me? I just want to know how you're doing with all of this. Do you want to talk to me? You don't have to, but I just want you, I just want you to know that, uh, I'm, that I'm here if you want to chat. And it's just those little check-ins. They really matter. Those incidental conversations really matter in terms of helping them feel safe. Karen, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Karen Young is a parenting educator and author. She also runs the website Hey Sigmund, which has lots of brilliant advice for parents. We'll put a link to the site in the notes of this episode.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app. And don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.